Hello world, welcome into our special episode. The hot topic today is how to maintain your level of English in a non-English speaking environment. Rory, first of all, what do we mean by maintain your level of English? Well, there are different levels of English proficiency and it's like any skill. If you don't practice, then you lose your ability to use it as proficiently as you would normally. So, for example, imagine that you learn how to... Oh, what's the skill that you could learn how to do? Oh, imagine that you learn martial arts, for example, and you progress in martial arts because you're constantly practicing and constantly repeating the skill. But then you don't practice for 10 years and then you forget how to do it. It's the same thing with language level. Um, you still know the basic elements, um, but you're not quite as proficient as you used to be. So this is a problem because obviously people need to maintain their level of English in order to use it effectively in the world when they need it. Yeah, we need to feed our English, improve our English, invest in our English all the time. And if you live in a non-English speaking environment, for example, like uh, me, I live in Russia, I started learning English, but many people uh, didn't speak English around me. Right, so I had Russian all, all over me, right? But I was learning English. The same happens pretty much to many people around the world. So what should you do to improve, to maintain your English, to feed it some good food in a non-English speaking environment? Well, we were, we were thinking about this in greater detail and we decided that the best way to approach it would be to break it down into four different skills. Um, and for those of you who don't know what the different skills in English are, they're speaking, reading, writing and listening. And we've also got a subtopic on maintaining grammar, uh, grammatical and lexical accuracy as well. Lexus is just the words that you use. Um, but everybody wants to speak English, so we should start with speaking. In terms of maintaining your level of English, a good place to start, a very self-promotional way of starting, is by talking about the speaking partners that we have on Telegram. And a lot of people are joining us from there today, actually. Um, so we have a specific channel on Telegram where people can find a speaking partner. Um, Maria, can All you speaking tell partners? Yes, so you, you can, can have just go partners. there, you say hello, write where you're from, what you want from, <laughs> well, what band score you want, and then... Or find a partner or find some partners so you can create a group. And that's quite good because you target the level that you want and then you work with someone who's got similar goals to you because this is the problem with a lot of language learning and teaching. People don't discuss what their goals are and then that's why they get disappointed. Yeah, so they have this is actually quite effective. Different goals, for example. Actually, aside from getting an English teacher, this is probably the most effective way of doing it because mm. it's there. You can see the information. And you're um, going to improve your speaking through speaking. Wow. <laughs> well, it's the only way to improve a skill is by practicing it. Yeah, basically. it's like like any skill, you guys. Like uh, driving a car, swimming. So you, how, how do you get good at swimming? By swimming. So we talked about speaking partners on Telegram. However, that is a very, very specific channel with a very specific purpose. We should talk more broadly about what if you want to find someone to just improve your general English? Maybe not for exam preparation. And one of the ways that you can do this is by utilizing language exchanges, for example. Oh, yes, language I think exchange. you have some experience with this, don't you? Yes, I do. I was teaching the Spanish guy Russian. Oh, English, English, yes. I was helping them out, um, him out with English, and he was teaching me Spanish. 
So yes. we would just go to a cafe for about two hours. So first, like the English hour, I was helping him out, and then um, he was teaching me Spanish. Mm -hmm. And this is quite easy to arrange, isn't it? Even yeah. if it's not your first language, you can still arrange it via, um, well, just by using a translator initially, and then you discuss how best to divide up the time. Yeah, you can just Google like language exchanges in your city in your town, wherever you are, and then have a look like at the groups, some speaking clubs where people are looking for partners to exchange their language with. Under normal circumstances, this would be moderately difficult because especially in a big city like Moscow, people have limited time to go to a cafe because it's not just like you can get up and go to a cafe. You oh, you just, can you if you want. Just, Come on. No, but you have to like find a nice one, first well, of all. Yeah, um, so. There is an app for that. Um, but you have to get up find a cafe, travel to the cafe, travel back to the cafe, have the meeting. So it's quite a logistical nightmare. You see, guys, terms. Rory is so organized. Wow, he's now planning his non-existence. Yeah, Vanya's <laughs> just exchange. thinking, like, if only he could plan to turn up to the recording on time that way. Um, no, no, true, true, true. But, yeah. like, it's, it's our thing. It's our tradition to be late for everything. So, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. you know. No, but we um, weren't that bad, like, ten, 10 minutes. It was only eight minutes. Anyway, minutes. okay. Um, back to language, language exchanges. Exchange, yes. Those are the disadvantages, or they were. But now, there are so many online options using Zoom and everything that you don't even need to travel, that you could just do it from the comfort of your own home. So don't feel like you have to do this in a cafe or it has to be face-to-face. -face. Um, especially now, it doesn't have to yeah, be face-to-face. Yeah, it could be on WhatsApp, on Telegram, on Zoom, on Skype, everywhere. And the beauty of the language exchange is just it's free. Well, it's free, kind of free. Uh, you give your time and energy, right? So you teach a person and then in the exchange you get the other person to teach you. Exactly. The downside is, of course, that first of all, it's not for a specific purpose and the person teaching you isn't a language teacher unless you get very It could lucky. be a language teacher. It could be, yeah, but yeah. it might not be. Yeah, it might not be. So you might not get some specialist input that's required. However, it's still quite good for maintaining the level of English. If you want to progress, then True. obviously a teacher is better. Yeah, just choose a person you like. Mm -hmm. That's for specific language events. But there's also there are also events that are not designed to improve people's language that you can use to maintain your level of English anyway. Um, and one of these I talked about recently on my Instagram. I gave a talk about different IELTS uh, resources. And one of the ones that I drew attention to was this one called My Country Talks. Um, and actually, it's been going on for quite a while now. You can just type in My Country Talks on any search engine and you'll find them they're the top result and the idea was that people would get together to exchange information about their countries and just speak to each other um, you can choose the language that you want to speak in since we're an English language podcast obviously mm -hmm. choosing English is our preferred one and then you have a discussion about topics that are relevant to you they did a huge event recently I think there were over 10,000 people involved called oh, Europe wow. Talks and that was all done online um, and I participated in it with uh, with a guy called Tony from Germany. From I think it was he was in Bavaria, wasn't he? He was in Munich. We talked. We had very different political viewpoints. And actually, Ooh. this is quite good. I mentioned specifically this is good for the discussion part in part three of the IELTS uh, speaking exam. And but if what you level to, of English should you have to kind of join um, this event? You. I, I, at least intermediate. I think most of the people that were speaking in English and other languages had either upper intermediate and advanced levels. Mm. But. Why not try? And then if you run into problems, then actually this is a great way of thinking, how do I overcome this problem? So don't panic if it doesn't go according to plan. It's only for 
one or two hours. You know? So what's the name again? Uh, the whole thing is called My Country Talks, but they run specific events like Europe Talks. Rory, what about um, what do you think of this way of improving your English in a non-native like um, speaking environment? So you can live with some people who speak English, or you can have them as boyfriends and uh, girlfriends or girlfriends. So just you know, <laughs> I want to improve have, like, my English. A decent mm, level of English I before you get a boyfriend or a girlfriend, <laughs> an English-speaking partner. <laughs> But there are. Obviously, that's not the main purpose of it. The main purpose is to live together <laughs> in the same way. I wouldn't get a boyfriend or a girlfriend in order to um, improve my level of English. Oh, you're an angel. Um, do, do people do that? That seems very oh, um, maybe. What was what's know, the word underhand? Um, but there's the opposite way. What if you have nobody? So you have yourself. Yes. Speak English to yourself. I know it might sound crazy, but it's a very effective way to kind of improve your speaking. So just uh, you can look at yourself in the mirror and speak to yourself, or just uh, like start thinking in English. You know, and when you start thinking in English, you switch your brain into English, and then you kind of like, ooh, you have some English in your head. Also, there is a kind of thing which is called shower conversation. Why do you have that mad look in your eye? <laughs> I'm looking at you like, hmm, shower conversation, Rory. What do you think it means? Is well, it when you basically, talk to yourself in the shower? Exactly, <laughs> yes. It's self-talk during your shower. And you can hold a conversation with yourself and you can talk for both parties. So usually there are two people during the conversation. So first you say something and then the other per person responds. But uh, you kind of, you are the voice of these two people. The other alternative is planning out what you're going to say in your head. You could think about the conversations you're going to have that day mm. and think, how will this sound? Uh, the other thing I like to do is, when I think about, when I have conversations in English, I'll reflect back on them and think, God, could I have done that in Russian? And the answer is yes, but badly. Um, so it's the same idea. The last thing is, and we mentioned this actually in the video um, that we produced for our speaking course on on, uh, well, just improving speaking, which was just recording yourself on your phone and then playing it back. This was to improve your performance for speaking part two, where you have to speak for two minutes. So you record yourself speaking for two minutes, and then you listen to what you said and understand where you could have improved. But actually, you could do the same, just generally, just record yourself and see how that goes. And then either let other people listen to it, Or you can probably spot where you've made mistakes yourself. Like, I always understand where I've made mistakes with, uh, with Russian pronunciation. Yeah, you can listen to yourself and then talk to yourself about what you've heard. That is for speaking. But we should move on to a skill which is just as important as speaking, just as productive, but actually often overlooked, and that is writing. I got a few messages recently from people on Instagram And I just got one there this morning, which I haven't replied to. So if you are listening, then I will get back to you. Um, but that was just before I got into the studio. Um, and a lot of people are interested in improving their writing as well. Yeah, writing is a solitary skill. It is. And you know, when we we don't learn how to speak, we just start speaking, right, as babies. We just like listen to everything, we're exposed to different words, and then we start speaking. But writing has to be taught. Rory was taught how to write. I was taught how to write in my own language, right? So writing is, you know, you do it alone, usually. Yeah. Although, admittedly, many native speakers in their own language can't actually write very well. 
It's it is a skill that requires a great deal of practice, yeah, especially if you want to higher scores. It mm. does, but even if it is taught, it can be taught badly. Oh yeah, true. Yeah. So with this in mind, we should look first um, at the more interactive versions, and then for more individualistic ones towards the end. So the first option is a tried and tested method, which is pen pals. Oh. You used to have to send letters to pen pals. My mum had a had a Japanese pen pal. And you can imagine how long it took her to send letters to Japan and get them back again. But we're not living in the 1800s anymore. Yeah, we don't anymore. send letters. <laughs> so well, we can send emails. Though. It is. But um, we can also send emails, for example. Yeah, to improve your writing, you can send emails. Can you send texts? You can, yes. Mm-hmm. So like, that's the shorter messages? versions. Uh-huh. And this is how you get practice in this as well. What about comments? Can you improve your writing by writing comments on Facebook, on YouTube? comments uh, on, I don't know, different things that you bought. Oh, I was going to talk about social media, actually. Um, and you can, and there is kind of a collaborative approach here. The thing is, about social media, you have to be very careful with the comments that you make. First of all, how you phrase oh, them. God. So make sure you get practice beforehand. And then, be prepared for the feedback, which can be very directly phrased as well. You see some people correcting people's English on... Um, on social media really? they're quite nice about it some people oh, wow. are absolutely atrociously <laughs> rude no I well I've done I've done it privately before but I've never mm-hmm. done it publicly like in a comment section but some people are really really rude about um, correcting people's English if you're sensitive then it's maybe not the first approach you should take maybe build up your skills first and then post on social media but you can get feedback It is a solitary skill, but these are things that you can do in collaboration with other people. However, some people are shy, and some people are embarrassed about their um, writing skills. So there are things that can be done by yourself to improve your writing skills. And one of these things is something that I do, which is keeping a journal. And at the end of every day, in order to decompress from the stress of the day, I write about everything that day that annoyed me, or that happened to me, or something I liked about that day. And it all just comes out, and I'll write a small paragraph, and that's the end. So you don't, if you keep a journal, you don't have to write, like, a full A4 page about how your day went. It's just, like, a little bit of practice. Yeah, but if you're lazy and you don't like keeping a journal, uh, a diary, you can take notes in English. So usually we do take notes on our phone, on our notebooks, something like you have to do, you know. Uh, I should go shopping, like, buy a phone, new phone, I don't know, get some milk. So you can take notes in English. At first, it might be difficult because, yeah, it's easier to take notes in your own language. But when you start taking notes in English, it can help you, right? So you can research some words, you can jot down things in English. And also shopping lists. When you go shopping, if you do create a shopping list, you can write things in English. And actually, I do that pretty much most of everything I write is in English. For example, like if I plan my week, I take notes in English on my phone. Sometimes like um, I use um, notebooks and also like shopping lists. Uh, you can see some words written in English and other ones are written in Russian. So I choose... Oh, some Which words, words are written in Russian? The shorter ones. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, yeah. So uh, sometimes I use Spanish. So the, the shorter words... So I kind of translate it, and there's a pun, for example, bread. It's only three words, right? In English, it's longer, bread. (laughs) So, yeah, I can write shopping lists in three languages. 
A good life hack from our Vanya, the Vanya, is if you don't know some names and some words in English, you can download some apps, for example, IKEA, or go to the IKEA website and check out the names for different furniture items. Or if you are into shopping and you don't know some names for different uh, clothing items, go to Amazon and then you can see what you call different um, items in English and it's going to be specific, it's going to be like uh, real English and you'll have some accurate vocabulary. The same for technology, you know, like, but Amazon, I think, uh, has everything. So if you need to brush up your vocabulary about technology, then go to Amazon in the technology section and Bob's your uncle. You're going to know all the words and what you call different things in English. And actually, uh, another life hack is you should turn everything into English on your phone. All social media should be in English. All your apps, like you order a taxi and your application is in English. Yeah, I know. At, at first, it might be really difficult and you might freak out like, ah, I don't understand. But then you kind of get used to it. You do, yeah. I mean, all of my apps are in Russian. Really? No, I'm lying <laughs> no, yeah but you're not no, trying no. to learn Russian right? Yandex, so are you when, learning I, when Russian? I order food I order food in Russian like on, on Yandex oh, you see yeah yeah, yeah. yeah so. so you should do the same you know and mm-hmm. um, then again it helps your brain to switch into English and then it becomes natural to you but again it might be very challenging from the get go um, if you want some more professionally managed things, then there are two resources that I have to mention, and one is another one that I use, which I use every year, which is the Future Me Project, where you can, if you don't have a pen pal or if you're embarrassed to write to another person, then you can write to yourself and send an oh, email to yourself in the future. Future Me. Oh, I wow. send every year. I send an email to myself in the future about my hopes and dreams for what's going to come and what's happened before. So that can be quite useful. I wouldn't suggest doing it every year if you want to maintain your level of English, but you can send an email to yourself in the future, like in a couple of days, then come back to it and just check that you understood everything that you wrote. So you can send an email to future you in a couple of years? Or uh, can you it could be the, the next the day. Year, the next day. Yeah. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Future it's super me. easy to use. Um, something, but... The, the downside of all of these things that we've talked about, with the exception of social media, is the, the problem of feedback. You can't really get feedback on your language, and feedback is how you improve and prevent mistakes. So, in order to address this issue, there is a professional resource which was created by Cambridge University, and I've just remembered it there. It's called Cambridge English Write and Improve, and you can just type in Write and Improve on Google. And then you go to this website and it lets you choose from beginner, intermediate and advanced. And you choose the task and you complete the task and then you get feedback from it. Uh, it's oh, an wow. automated service that like, um, just is designed to give you feedback on your writing. And the best thing is if you're preparing for IELTS, Cambridge University uh, is part of the governing body of IELTS. And so this is a good way of improving just by yourself with feedback from an algorithm. It's really cool. Wow. Rory, you are a walking encyclopedia of resources. Well, I used to be the... Cambridge exams, they do. So if I didn't know this, it would be more like an embarrassment. <laughs> wow, cool. But what about this uh, Grammarly, Grammarly thing that you write and it corrects you? The program corrects you. You pay for Grammarly. You don't you pay? pay for write and improve. Yeah, you yeah, see. Yeah, it's free. Yeah, freebie. No, but again, if you are ready to invest in your English and invest in your improving 
writing, so you can kind of check out Grammarly. You can. Grammarly. But if you're quite... if you're broke like yeah, we yeah, are, yeah. then yeah. Cambridge Writing Improve. <laughs> we should connect that to reading because you've got to read your writing. So painful to read what you've just written. I don't know. I like what I write. Do you not like what I write? I do love what you write. You don't read a thing I write. <laughs> no, no, no. I haven't read your books. I'm sorry, but I Darling, read no all one's, your. Darling, no one's read my books. I wouldn't worry about it. Even my own mother. <laughs> Dear listeners, have you read Rory's books? Could you please give us a shout out? Or who wants to read some of Rory's books, or maybe ah, all of them? On the subject of improving your reading, though, if you if you're interested, then you can drop me a line on Instagram, and I will send you an extract of one of my books for free. Ooh. That's fine. How many books have you got? Four. Four, four yeah, books. There's a choice. If you like science fiction, then I could send you one of those. And if you like to read about English teaching, then I can send you one of those. That's fine. They're all prepared. Um, and it's free. Take the free stuff. Um, but that <laughs> is enough marketing for my own private enterprises. Yes. We should talk so about books more generally. Yeah. So in order to read and improve our reading, we have to read. And the best place to start with reading, especially for longer texts, if you're studying for IELTS, is to read books. So... It's not just a case of reading books, though, because there has to be some interaction between the reader and the text. And I noticed this recently. I picked up a book from one of our schools on、um, Russian politics, and someone had been reading through it. Russian politics, a very neutral subject. Vanya is not shaking his head at me at all.、Um, and、uh, as I was reading the book, someone had read it before me, obviously, and they'd underlined. Words in the book. Oh, I do that. For yeah, it's, it's quite a common practice. It seems I hadn't、mm -hmm. realized it until I highlighted this. Oh, I've been doing my whole life. Yeah, so underlining words,、um, and either if you don't know them, then you can translate them later or ask your teacher about them. When yeah, but not、class. only words. If you are reading a book that you basically enjoy, because you have to read what you enjoy. If you don't enjoy it, it doesn't work, you guys. So please remember that whatever you listen to, whatever you read, you should enjoy it. If you don't enjoy it, take the book that you do enjoy, please. So this is how it works. If you don't enjoy it, forget about it. It's just like you know, it's a waste of time. So if、uh, when you are reading something you enjoy and you like a phrase or you like a sentence or you like a quote, right? You can underline. The quote and、um, copy it into your phone or into your notebook, just like to remember this phrase, sentence, quote later, and、uh, be smart in a conversation, just like squeeze, squeezing this nice quote or phrase. Reading books is hard, though. We live in a very busy and modern world, so backup plan, still relevant for IELTS preparation, Listen but also to books. in general. No, <laughs> articles, short articles, short stories, blogs, blogs. Yeah, there are blogs on everything,、yeah. even Instagram. Like there are some people that fill their captions under their pictures with,、uh, with、uh, short texts about things. I do it about teaching. No one reads them, but that's not the point. <laughs> They're there. They exist.、Yeah, um, Instagram posts, blogs, articles. Again, guys, you have to find something you enjoy reading about. If you enjoy cooking, go to Jamie Oliver's website, for example. He has recipes. He has some、uh, Instagram, YouTube.、Uh, take a look at the comments at his recipes. I know, read stuff there. Again, if you enjoy、uh, Rory's life, go to his Instagram. He writes posts.、Uh, he writes、uh, books. He writes comments. So just read this. So, but you should choose something that you really enjoy. We talked briefly about audiobooks, and that seems like a good segue into listening. listening.、Yeah.
Oh my god, I'm crazy about listening to Box now. Oh, Not listening to me, god. but listening to Brooks. No, no, Rory is you're my second favorite. Nobody listens to me. It's fine. <laughs> it's less work. <laughs> so, we should obviously be self-serving and self-promoting and say the best way to maintain your listening skills is to listen to podcasts. As I'll everyone speaking for success podcast. Everybody Ooh. listening to this already knows that. Um, however, the um self-serving advertising out of the way podcasts are useful because you can choose something that's well first of all it's specific to something that you like and usually they're relevant because podcasts are produced constantly so you're on the leading um edge of whatever it is you're interested in in a sense and you guys there are not only english learning podcasts right but there are podcasts about cooking about I know driving about uh, architecture right so you can pick a podcast again that you enjoy there are podcasts about psychology about clothes is there a podcast about private Rory's life no I don't think so it's this podcast <laughs> this podcast, <laughs> podcast is podcasting yeah. my private so, life so uh, you see th- uh, now there are more than one million podcasts I, th- I think it's like about two Two million podcasts. Are you kidding? All over the- no, I'm not. Really? Yeah, I, I read some stats. I didn't know why I thought statistics. it would be more. More? More than two million podcasts? I thought there would be more than two million. Again, you guys, just uh, go to some Google podcasts and uh, find a podcast that you enjoy. For example, I like this uh, podcast about uh, linguistics. So uh, two American girls are talking about different words. So I really enjoy it. Roy, are you listening to any podcast uh, apart from our podcast? Well... Half and half. This is a lead into our next point because I don't listen to podcasts on uh, Google Podcast, for example, but I listen to podcasts which are on YouTube, mm. which have mm-hmm. video elements as well. Oh! So if you don't like just sitting listening to things, then to you can watch a video, and that's quite mm-hmm. useful as well. Mm-hmm. And the great thing about YouTube is that you can turn on the captions, and that brings up subtitles. That if you Well, if you struggle to follow what people are saying, as I frequently do, then you can watch the subtitles. Yeah, but most um, reliable, most quality podcasts uh, do have the scripts. So you can listen to a podcast and read the script at the same time. We have a YouTube channel. We do have a YouTube channel, but no videos, though. We do. Well, okay, they're they're all videos, but they're all audio. We are working on it. So it will have videos soon. Yeah, so anyway, go out there into the podcast land and choose a podcast that you enjoy. Again, you guys, you have to listen to something that you enjoy. If you don't, choose something else. Life is too short to do things you don't like. On the subject of things that are too short... Podcasts and videos could be quite short, and yep. you might prefer to listen to something longer. Yeah. So then, we already mentioned audiobooks. Audiobooks. Oh, God, yeah, I love listening to audiobooks. Now I'm like a lis- uh, listening to audiobooks junkie. Like, oh, give it to me, give it to me. You know, I go to work, I listen to audiobooks on the metro, in the shop, at home, while having breakfast, uh, before going to bed. I listen to audiobooks. So I've listened to all Harry Potter books. I've listened to all um, Sherlock Holmes books. Now I've listened to uh, The Girl with a Dragon Tattoo, three books. I just, yeah, I'm, I'm crazy. I don't live anymore, I just listen to audiobooks. <laughs> a lot of people think, though, that you have to pay for audiobooks, which oh, I is pay. not. Yeah, you do. Yeah, I, Some people I'm don't using have that audible. much money, though. 
So, if you don't have any money, then move to Russia, where the intellectual property laws are non-existent, and you can just steal it. No, but 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 again, like uh, for example, uh, Audible gives you one month trial, and you can download stuff, you can listen to stuff, so you can find ways around it. But if one month of free material isn't enough for you. Then I will speak for success podcast. Well, or or <laughs> Librivox. Librivox. Librivox.org oh, is God. a website that has Librivox. Yeah, Librivox. How, how do you spell it? L I L I B I R V O X. V O X. Yeah, and on there they have uh, something like over a hundred thousand books, all wow. recorded um, by people, by volunteers. Oh wow! But the quality is quite good. And all of them are books in the public domain, which means not only is it free, but it's legal. So you don't have to move to Russia in order to break property, uh, intellectual property laws. And you know, when I started listening to audiobooks, I uh, noticed that I like the voices of certain people. For example, I really enjoyed uh, Stephen Fry's voice. Beautiful, beautiful English accent. And it's just like, wow. Everybody nice likes Stephen Fry. Yeah? yeah, he's great. Yeah. But his voice, and he he read all Sherlock Holmes and Harry Potter. Who else is quite good? Audible, give me money. There's Sorry, also, guys. Like, just, if you just need share. to hear a variety of accents and voices, then there's, what was it, World War Z. There's a free version of that on um, on YouTube. And it's like six hours long. No, it's not. It's 12 hours long, actually. And that's, it's got real, lots of different famous people reading it. Mark Hamill or Luke Skywalker does one of the voices yeah so together with uh, audiobooks you can just go wild and crazy on Netflix serious on the subject of things that are serious we should also talk about maintaining your accuracy in grammar and lexis or your vocabulary oh, okay which is the last point on our list to be honest in this sense all of the things we've talked about could be used in this way because of course you're interacting with different individual parts of the language but There are also self-study materials, and in particular for IELTS. Um, and, well, there's some for general English as well. And indeed, I have put together a very handy zip file with a few of them in it for all Look sorts of different you. levels. So, so if anyone is interested in getting their hands on this for free, me. then send me a message on Instagram and ask for the self-study materials for um, Lexus and Grammar, and I can send them to you. Rory, how about that? I'm going to unlearn all the English I know. And you're going to teach me from scratch. Well, why? I don't have enough work. I, 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 <laughs> basically, no. <laughs> oh, um, the other thing is uh, Instagram is filled with uh, different word lists and things like that, which you can interact with and you just see them on a daily basis. I think ESL Library has a word of the day, for example. Oh, yes. And the of course, word of the day. there's a video on my Instagram of all of the best IELTS resources, which I can refer you to if you're wondering which specific, bleh, which specific skill that you would like to focus on. Yeah, you guys, again, go on Instagram and find a person, a blog that you really enjoy and you can follow with the, all these like English words, phrases, slang. But that does bring us to the end of this list of, well, ways to maintain and improve your English by yourself in a non-English speaking country. Yeah, guys, so it doesn't matter where you are on this planet. You have all the tools now and ideas, <laughs> thanks to this episode, to improve your English, like, uh, wherever you are. And if you don't have any people to help you with your English, so you can just use yourself. But you do have people to help you because you can always reach Maria and myself 
uh, on our Instagrams, and you can also reach us at our Success with IELTS Instagram as well. And we have a Telegram channel. Yep. And yep. those of you who are listening on our Telegram channel live now, thank you for joining us. Yeah, thank you for supporting us. Vanya is blowing your kisses. <laughs> so sending hugs and inspiration for you and just just remember that um, if every day of your life you invest just from 5 to 15 minutes into your English you'd be a champion it's like Olympic Games you guys champions train non-stop every day the same with English right so just like 5 minutes give your English 5 minutes if you invest in your English your English will invest in you 